the Academy Award-winning director, Steven Soderbergh. Brett Favre claims not to know what a podcast is. You know, I have a podcast, Brett. Did you know that? Um, no, you don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> Reggie Wayne, Brett Edward. I had a, a, a pet snake mm-hmm. by the name of Law. I'm not a snake fan. I don't like snakes. Buy the snake in the house. I get a, a, a text on my two-way. Law dead. <laughs> Chris Cooley threatened to prank call me. Steven, how are you? This is David Dunn. Did I see No, you didn't because I'm recording this thing right oh, now, no, dude. No, no. This You're is the, the podcast. Uh, you the Andy best. Reed did not call Tim Tebow last night. <laughs> too much. Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the latest edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast on the cusp of June 2013, hurtling inexorably towards the National Football League season. I am uh, pleased to be joined, as always, by my producers, Chris Brockman. Good to see you, sir. How are you, Rich? Chris Law, good to see you. Rich, always a pleasure. Um, a special show. And I'm not just saying that because of the man who's here to my left, but also because Barry Sanders is calling in, Jeff Schaefer, uh, longtime friend of the program, producer and creator of The League on FX, also Mr. Curb Your Enthusiasm for all of us here who want a, an update on all that, and the Larry David movie that's coming on HBO that he's part of. That's coming up here on this show. But it's so rare for me to be so excited over a guest and it's so rare for me to be able to call somebody my coach because you know you've got all these coaches that I, I cover in the National Football League but there's only one person I can call my coach and it is the man to my left the coach of the University of Michigan football program Brady Hoke good to see you Rich it's great to be here Chris and Chris it's good to be with you good to see you, coach, good to see you. now we are going to piss off the Ohio State listeners I'm just going to start <laughs> off right so what then you're saying there. is Albert Breer won't be tuning in today well yeah. Albert Breer who is one of our uh, lead reporters here on NFL Network yes. he's easy an unabashed Ohio State man or ohio man let's put it that way well you know that's that's what makes college football what it is and that's the passion that the different people have for the schools so it's great but i saw you know recently there was a tweet uh that was sent out a photograph of a football that said that that uh, i think one of your players tweeted out said yeah. made in america but not ohio and you came out and said no hold on a minute uh there's some good things that come from ohio well there is you know there's uh a guy named Shem Beckler, who is from yes. Ohio. We have uh, uh, Charles Woodson, Desmond Howard from Ohio, and, you know, the head football coach at Michigan from right. Ohio. You so, too. So, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you can go through, you know, the people that have played at, uh, in Michigan and worn that winged helmet, and you can uh, – the coaches, you know, Coach Moeller, Gary Moeller was an Ohio guy from Lima. So, uh, you know, obviously – we didn't even know that was on the ball, to be honest. You didn't with, even know no. that, huh? I, and uh, to be honest with you, don't know where they came from. No kidding. Yeah. The ball yeah. just showed up. It, yeah, showed up. Okay. And that's all I, <laughs> I can say. <laughs> so you just pick up the phone and you're calling somebody and saying, where in the world that football Well, yeah, from? you know, I, I, I saw the tweet and Bo Deaver, uh, who's a great kid, uh, young man out of Chicago. He's the one who tweeted that out. Yeah, huh? and his dad played at Michigan, played for Bo. And uh, so when everything starts going on with the media and uh, uh, Bo's at my – front of my office you know at the office door coming in apologizing i said bo look you know 
It's a one-day story. I guess now it's two days. It's, <laughs> we but, had new news cycles. To yeah, all this that's stuff right. Here. But it, you know, and uh, you know, he didn't, he didn't really think about it a whole lot, and he wasn't trying to, you know, cause any uproar. But uh, he's proud to be a Michigan man, and we're proud that uh, we're at the University of Michigan. Sure. Now uh, let's talk about Shem Beckler. Let's talk Bo because we heard so much about him at this past Super Bowl with the Harbaugh brothers right, right. going in the Super Bowl and Jack Harbaugh and. It was just thrilling to me that Shembeck Bo was all over the Super Bowl coverage because of those two guys. How much of Bo is in you, would you say? Well, I, you know, I think uh, there's obviously, you know, I, I worked for Jack uh, Harbaugh at Western Michigan. In fact, John was my office mate. And, is that uh, so? Oh, yeah. And, uh, Did he keep a clean desk? Or was uh, he like yeah, well, John's mate? pretty clean. Uh, the one thing John used to do, he used to always come in. He was a couple years, more than a couple years younger than I am, but... Uh, <laughs> And uh, he always was full of energy, and, uh, you know, he's a smart guy, as uh, I think the world knows that. But he uh, would come in and always hit me on the on the, the back, you know, hey, how you doing? And I told him one day, I said, John, uh, you, you hit me again, I'm going to hit you back. <laughs> and so Jack and John, myself and Greg Madison, because that's where – Your I, current defensive coordinator. Correct. And, well, you uh, took from John Harbaugh and the Ravens. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just connecting dots <laughs> yes, here for you. Are. you. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. You knew I knew it needed help with that. <laughs> so we're walking out of the office one night, and uh, John hits me in the back, and I turn around, and I hit him in the solar plex, and <laughs> he kind of goes down a little bit. And Jack, you know, I, I've got my boss right there. This is his son. Yes. And Jack says, uh, John, the man told you not to hit him. And that was it. So you backed your play. Oh, yeah. Jack you Harbaugh yeah. backed your play, even though you... Well, you, you, you're talking about a great family. I mean, they're the uh, best. unbelievable. Uh, the whole uh, world was introduced to them at the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, this and, and that was a neat part, you know, because Jack and Jackie, uh, our daughter Kelly uh, uh, was very special to, to them. And to us, she was uh, three months early, and, and uh, it was national signing date. And I was down in Fort Wayne, Indiana, delivering letter a letter on the back of a snowmobile because they had a blizzard. Okay. And um, Laura went into labor, and Jack held down the fort at the hospital. So they're, 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 they're great people. No kidding. Yeah. So how much of Bo is in you? Well, I don't know. I, th- I think, you know, we all have to be ourselves first and foremost because if you try and emulate um, another coach, now you're going to take those things that are, are um important in the character and the integrity and the toughness we want to play with and you know coaching for uh for jack um it, it was a big part of that because it gave us an opportunity me an opportunity to work uh, the michigan camp a lot of years uh watch Bo speak to the campers and the coaches and all those things and you know i i think the style we want to play with even though uh, we're a little bit more multiple in some ways is is part of Bo and the belief that you, you went up front on both sides of the ball. I think it's uh, something that, you know, is off that tree from Doit Perry, really, at Bowling Green, mm-hmm. who uh, uh, Coach Hayes, uh, you know, uh, um, was part of and, and who Bo was part of. You know, it, it really uh, is what our beliefs are and how you win football games. And more importantly, Rich, is how you how you develop young men for life after football and the life lessons and that's why I got into coaching because I had guys who cared about me and uh, guys who really um, 
probably straightened me out a little more uh, that I needed. Sure. And so, and that's why I got into doing this. So how do you do that as a college coach? Because in the pros, you know, <clears throat> you do have as much time as you possibly can. It's fascinating. In the pros, you could, you know, these guys are in the building 12, 14, 15 hours. Right. You only have a small amount of time. And right. yet you need to be responsible for what these kids are doing, it seems, 24-7, whether it's they're on campus somewhere or somebody has a girlfriend who doesn't exist, and suddenly, you know what I mean? That, right, that, right. Um, you I, couldn't, I, you couldn't I resist, could you? No, no, you couldn't I know, resist. No, I, 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 no, don't worry. We're going to take our shots at Notre Dame later in this oh, conversation. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but I, I know that sounded facetious, but that was a big issue for Notre Dame all of a sudden. And what, you know, what does Brian Kelly know about what, what Manti Teo is doing on Skype or not? So how do you, how do you deal well, with I that think sort for, of thing? I, you know, I think for all of us, it's, it's you know, the continuous education that you want to give to your players. And, you know, it's changed so much uh, since I think all of us have been in school with, you know, the, the, the technology and, uh, you know, the instant news and the Twitter and the Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think, you know, you've got to do a great job of guys really do want discipline. Guys really do want structure. I mean, the ones who don't, uh, you're a Michigan guy, you know, yes, that, doesn't, that doesn't fit at Michigan because of the great academic institution that we have. And you know, the history and the traditions and the legacies. And so it's Michigan, for God's sake. Well, it is that's from what I've heard. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, right. And uh-huh. and I think, you know, for, for us as coaches, it's continual, you know, the education process of, uh, you know, uh, who you're representing and having that pride and, uh, you know, embracing uh, the guys who have come before. And, and that's what we talk about. And we talk about it every day. Yeah, how much do you hammer it in? Oh, every day. You know, we start our meetings with a greeting, and they greet me back. Uh, uh, and then we talk about the uh, 42 Big Ten championships and going on the 134th year of football. And, you know, the, we talk about the great rivalry with Ohio and uh, beating them. And we try and educate them in every way that we can. Right. You know, there is there is a state after Ohio, right? I mean, you are – yeah. Aware of that. I've heard people say that. I love this man. We are going to hug by the end of this conversation. I mean, during the conversation? <laughs> that might be inappropriate. But, no, when you when you do say this sort of stuff to these kids, I mean, when your phone goes off at like 10 o'clock at night, do you? It's usually later. Okay. It's usually later. Do you, and I those mean, are the ones that you, <clears throat> honestly, you, you hate to get because they break your heart. And... Uh, we we've uh, had pretty good uh, um, pretty good group of guys uh, at Michigan, you know, and so I haven't had uh, uh, any of those yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, there, there's those things, and the way we look at it, you know, there, we've got 115 sons, and Laura, my wife, and I, when I was a position coach, we'd have 12 to 14, and we always looked at them as being, you know, uh, part of our family mm-hmm. and, and and our sons and. You know, we just have more now, you know, and so every day is a little different for all of us in these positions. And but the whole the whole thing for us is life after football and life lessons that we can teach these guys through the greatest team sport there is. Now, in that regard, how much of your job do you think it is to get kids who are of a certain level pro ready? 
for for a professional career, or are you just in the four years that you've got them, if you're lucky to have them for four years, right. that you are going to do mold them in your mind, in your shape, in your eye of what you think a Michigan man should be? Where do you put the pro readiness portion of your of your job? Well, we, the, the three goals we have for every guy in the team is number one, academically achieve at your highest level. You know, I. Uh, personally, I had two years at Ball State where I went to school where uh, my freshman, sophomore year, I had more fun than anybody else. Um, I didn't take the academic world, was not in that goal set. You know, it was, to, to be honest with you, and I've told recruits and their parents, this, so it's not a big deal. But, you know, my two goals were to play football and drink every beer in Muncie, Indiana. <laughs> you know, and that's the truth. And it, it And I was... Raised better than that, but that I got sideways a little bit or whatever. You're off the beaten path or whatever, but it. it uh, I had a coach who cared about me. Who was that? Chris Allen. He was my position coach, and uh, he truly cared about me um, as a person. And he sat me down, and my brother John, who is the secondary coach yeah, for the Chicago, Chicago Bears, Bears yeah. and uh, we played together. And so. Um, He's two years older, and I would do something on a Saturday night that uh, wasn't proper, and it would put a black eye to the Hoke name, and he was on the team. And so when when Chris Allen sat me down and said, you know, uh, how you handle yourself is reflected on your name and who you represent. And so that, you know, started me thinking that maybe – I uh, I need to change a little bit. And so when we say graduate your highest level, we can't let guys underachieve. And, you know, if you're a 3-2 student, then be a 3-2 student. Don't be a 2-2 student. And that message, uh, you know, we, we talk about constantly. Uh, the second thing is honoring their name and uh, who they represent, you know, and their families, their, their grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, um, moms, dads, brothers, sisters, and at the same time, guys have to honor that block M because it's special. And it, uh, there's so many guys who have come before that uh, we really w- want to uh, embrace and, and make them proud. And mm-hmm. then, and then the, the third part of the whole thing is uh, we want guys who have high goals academically, high goals socially, and in the community, and high goals from a football and competitive standpoint. So when you ask the question, uh, how, how do you want to – we want guys who want to play at that next level. But we want guys who want to be the best students they can and be the best representatives of themselves in, uh, uh, for Michigan as they can. And, and then obviously we want them to go out and compete and win Big Ten championships and uh, win national championships. Well, but, you know, your, your colleague at Ohio, I'm saying that correctly – um, is uh, sometimes criticized for Tim Tebow's throwing motion, for instance. That why would he come out of Florida with that throwing motion that's now, in many ways, have, ha- having handicapped him at, at the professional level? Right. And they pointed at, at Coach Meyer and say, isn't that part of your job to make sure that he's ready for the next level? That's yeah. sort of what I'm, I'm aiming yeah, at. Yeah, right you know, I, I think there's a responsibility, but I, I don't, uh, you know, this is all about teams and, and guys on teams. And, yeah, you have different individuals and all that kind of stuff that make your team up, but it's still focused on being a team. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, 
uh, you know, I can't speak for any other coaches, and I won't, but, uh, you know, some of the criticism probably isn't necessarily pointed at the right person or Mm -hmm. it's just, you know, part of guys, you know, I'm sure – uh, we would have people say, well, you know, Denard threw the ball pretty well, but why didn't he throw it better? And why didn't you, you know, and, and it takes work. And then there's, you know, that muscle memory and, and, and habits that, you know, guys have. You know, uh, Charles Woodson had some habits as a corner that you may not have uh, liked at times. You know, maybe the back pedal wasn't what it should have been or whatever, but you know, he's turned out to be okay. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. He was right here on this show about two weeks ago, and now he's back with the Raiders where Michigan sent him to many moons ago. Uh, and I do want to get to him in a minute. Uh, Denard, let's hit on him since you just, sure. just mentioned. What do you think of his pro prospects, well, Coach? First and foremost, and, uh, you know, I'm so proud of him. I mean, and he's such a tremendous young man. I mean, what you see is what you you get. You know, uh, I think sometimes, you know, the way he supported uh, the other athletes. You know, it wasn't just basketball, but obviously our men's team had a great year, and John Beeline and that group were fantastic. But, you know, it always show him at the basketball games. But he was going to other events. He was supporting the athletes. Mm-hmm. He graduated three weeks ago. Uh, first in his family to graduate. I think his skill level as far as uh, at the NFL level is second to none. I mean, you know, he he just can do so many things. And, you know, we we would get criticized, which is okay. Why wasn't he returning punts? And, well, he's a quarterback. So your pre-practice time, you know, you're doing those things. Mm -hmm. And, he, well, he couldn't do it all. I mean, it just well, seems like when you when you came in, he right. was he was getting almost every touch on the team, right? And getting blown up on the sidelines sometimes because he wasn't getting out of bounds and getting hurt, right? Uh, but it also did seem that he took a step back or two uh, in the last couple of years. Would you say that he had an issue grasping? No, the pro no. style that you were bringing. I in, don't or? think so because Al really did a nice job. Al Borges, our offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. of really implementing a lot of the things that uh, uh, Michigan had done for a couple of years, and you know the the spread, uh, the you know some of the pistol stuff, some of the things that uh, we you know developed, and you know went really you know when you got a guy who's got that kind of ability, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you? fit what you want to do offensively you know you've you've got to take your ego out of it as a coach because you know it's not what we know and it's not what um things that you you'll have some core beliefs but most of those core beliefs are uh from a philosophically uh you know your toughness you want to play with the way you want to practice and and all those things but uh when it comes to your scheme you know it's never been about a scheme. Mm-hmm. It's been about the players who are running the scheme. And I think, you know, Denard, number one, you know, when we first got hired and we all got there and him and I had a conversation, he's, you know, everybody said, well, he's leaving, he's leaving, he's leaving. That was and first, the talk. Yeah, and first thing he said, Coach, I'm not going anywhere. My dad wants me to get a degree from Michigan, and I'm going to stay. He had told the team uh, he was going to stay. I think we adapted, and I think Al and the offensive staff adapted well to what he could do. And you always try and, you know, 
Uh, we still had to do some of the things that we believe in with some two-back sets and some West Coast offense and those kind of things that we, uh, you know, are going to more. But at the same time, we wanted to do what was great, you know, for Denard also in the team. So with Denard now in Jacksonville, bringing what you say, that skill set, are we going to see more? fullbacks out there on on the Michigan well, you know, uh, in the Michigan backfield we're going to see more two tight end sets is that yeah, we're th- going to start seeing more like yeah, yeah, you'll see people more, up in that well respect? yeah that's that's what we'd like to do you know running the football is uh, something that uh, is very important i think with um, Devin uh, Gardner you know uh, he started 5 games a year ago mm-hmm. uh, he was recruited within a system so his athleticism is there uh, he he just probably in in some degrees at times, uh, you know because of what he played in high school a little bit, you know he does a great job under center and throwing the football. What about Derek Green? He's a he's well, a true we're freshman. Find out. Yeah. Are you going to throw him out there? Well, we'll find out. You know, like like Michigan, you know, you earn it and you earn it every day and you're evaluated every day and uh, we're excited about Derek. We're excited about that whole class. We had six guys come in early who really. Um, had great acclimation to the school and, and uh, being away from home and the weight room. And then in spring ball, they did a tremendous job. So it's uh, uh, it's a good group. Okay. But he'll be in the mix. You're going to throw oh, him in the mix. Oh, he'll be in the mix. You know, and Fitz is healthy now. It's been amazing to see him Not come a horrible back. horrible injury that was. It was. But I want to tell you, he is unbelievable how he works. And, you know, I, I I look down in our indoor facility and you see Fitz. He's uh, out there working. He's doing the things that he has to do to uh, um, to really be ready for the competition in the fall. A couple more current questions before I hit the way back machine on you. Okay. 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 Um, Jake Ryan. Yeah. Your talent, our, 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 I'll say it, I don't care, our talented <laughs> linebacker. I don't care. Chris, what would you expect, right? Well, Law came in with his, his Nittany Lion. I got yeah. my polo, my Penn State polo on. Yeah, I got to come do. strong. And you got a great coach there. Yeah. I really, you like Bill O'Brien? I like him a lot. Yeah, he's uh, my kind of guy. Yeah, what, you just, you, yeah, did, I, you hit, did you hit him in the solar plexus? Is no, that what you, no, you didn't give no, him a Harbaugh no, treatment? No, or? no, yeah, And that, you know. I'm sure John's going to love that story, but uh, that's good. Yeah, oh, but, so we want more can, of those. Can things. we ask one one question on on the Denard Robinson switch to Devin Gardner after injury? Because we saw it in the pros with Alex Smith, and how, how hard is that as a coach when someone's done everything you've asked and he's out with injury to then replace him with well, you, another guy that's right. in there and kind of not give give him back the the reins of the team that he led. Well, well, you, you know, it, it, number one, you know, this is a, a team sport that's like no other. And uh, we've always talked about, you know, the expectations for the position. Uh, number one, you don't want any guy to get hurt, you know. But they know that there's a competition level there that if a guy goes down, the next man has to step up. And, uh, you know, Denard's uh, injury was probably um, more than people knew. Uh, you know, I think in uh, college football, we all kind of keep things a little more quiet. Well, you you have you have a sort of Belichickian uh, <laughs> concept where, well, yeah. and and some of us are sitting at home. We're we're looking for an update at, during halftime, and uh, or and. I'm throwing stuff at my television well, set, but I know it's the team you're trying. I know what you're. I know what you're well, doing. Well, and it's for those kids. You know, the difference. These guys are 18 to 22. You know, they're still kids. Uh, and uh, so to answer your question, Chris, I, it, it it is uh, 
one of those things that's hard when any guy gets hurt. And, you know, the relationship that we had uh, and have with Denard, you know, it, it hurts your heart, you know, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you're getting ready to talk about Jake Ryan, the same thing. I right. mean, you – yeah, when Fitz gets hurt and all those things, but but you know this is still a team and uh, there's still uh, responsibility that every guy has to to this football team. And you know uh, Devin came in and and did a good job. You know uh, uh, we we've got to get better, to, and we, we are getting better in a lot of ways. But uh, you know it was unbelievable to see Denard with Devin. And how he took a almost coaching approach, you know, to to helping Devin and, and talking to Devin, and a uh, couple games where Denard didn't play at all, and so uh, that part of it was great. And then Denard wanted to come back and help the team wherever he could, and you know, I think uh, in the bowl game with South Carolina and the first half of uh, the Ohio game, I, th- I think uh, you really saw. Uh, a guy who can do more than just be a, uh, you know, a quarterback in, in uh, a different offense. What about Jake Ryan? Do you think he can come back this year? Yeah, he'll be back by October. I, I you really, think so? Look, Jake is one of those guys who you love to have on your team. Uh, he he is so committed. He is so um, uh, disciplined to what he wants and what we want him when he goes through all the, the the rehab. He's there every day. He's there twice a day. He, he He's a big part of it. And Jake's one of those guys who has a very tough mind. And uh, um, he's uh, he's done a great job. So he'll be back for the Ohio game. Uh, we believe he will okay, be. That's and that's kind of where we're, you know, the, somewhere in October, you know. And we've got two buys on the front end of the schedule that, mm-hmm. you know, give him a little bit more. And the Notre Dame game. Yes. The last one, right? Or is it well, that, we've got one more. We've got one more. We've got one and more. And then the chickens run. Well. <laughs> right, Coach? Well. I mean, is that what we're... You know, that, that the story got out there, and, uh, you know, probably could have used uh, different verbiage, but, you oh, know... Oh, don't moonwalk here. Come uh, on now, Coach. Well, Let's yeah. get into this. Notre Dame <laughs> stops playing. Right. Us. Right. Is that the way, is that the way to term it? Yeah. Notre Dame stops playing us, and you called them chickens. Yes, I did. For doing that. Well, the only thing I know is we didn't stop the rivalry. And and that game started in 1887. And that rivalry, when you look from a national scale, uh, means so much to so many different people. You know, uh, uh, Subway, Subway alums and all that, whatever it might be. And that that's the greatest thing about playing at Michigan and coaching at Michigan is the three great rivalries that you have. You know, the Notre Dame rivalry being on a national scale. First time we played is 1887. Uh, we had some years where we didn't play for various reasons, but it, it's such a national game that people watch. You know, we're going to play them at night in Ann Arbor this year, and uh, that will be electric, just like it was two years time. ago yep. and, and and last year. and. You know, the Michigan State rivalry, in-state, you know, you draw a line in the sand and you're either a Spartan or you're a Wolverine. And then, you know, the Ohio game is the greatest rivalry in sport, uh, bar none. And uh, that week is so much fun to prepare for. And whether you're playing Columbus, uh, which 
is a lot of fun. You know, they're passionate about their team, which sure. makes college football or you're playing in Ann Arbor. Uh, that game is uh, an unbelievable experience. And uh, But Notre Dame stopped playing us. Well, that's kind of what happened. Because I see on their schedule, Michigan State's on that schedule. Yeah, yeah. I see Purdue. I mean, Purdue I understand because that's an in-state situation. So did you – I mean, have you spoken to Brian Kelly at all? No, or? no, no. Okay. no. Yeah, and, and you know what? It, was, uh, um, it wasn't meant to, to uh, uh, for those kids because they, they got great kids oh, and working kids, hard. Oh, I know the kids, but you're coaches. talking about – I just kids? think it was one of those things, and this is my opinion. Uh, I'm sure Dave Brandon will love me giving my opinion on it. But it, it that game is a special – football game i know i remember my my senior year i covered bows last season right and i watched rocket ishmael run back two kickoffs mm-hmm. for touchdowns and we felt like our season was over right and there was so much riding on that game and then the chickens started <laughs> playing what's called a warm-up for michigan game they always would play somebody before playing us and we were like we were all in the student body we we're like well what in the world is that all about? So then we started playing a warm-up for, Mich- uh, for Notre Dame game. And, uh, you know, that's when the Appalachian states of the world would come in, and we don't want to go there, although you are playing them next yeah. year to start off the season. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right, you got to take care of business that day. Well, well. I mean, that's, yeah, we can't have another. I mean, how much pressure is on you in that game? Oh, come on. Pressure's on this man every single, every <laughs> single You know, day. not really. It, it really isn't. Go. Pressure. It, it's, you're not chicken. You're going to play, you're going to play that. Well, we're going to play. Yes, you're going to play him. But it, it yes. really isn't. It, it, what it is, is if the pressure is making sure you're doing right for those 115 sons. That's it. Sure. I mean, the rest of it will take care of itself, but we've got to do the right things. For those kids on our football team. Quick hitters before I, I let you go. Um, people are calling you and Urban Meyer potential 10-year war hmm. like Woody and Bo. Have you heard that? I'm sure you've heard you, that. You know, people you... have – but the, the, there will be nothing to replace those two guys. Sure. And that rivalry and, and the 10-year war and, and, you know, you just look at those 10 games and the different – Things that happened during the course of them. And, uh, five and five. They yeah. Five and five. Nobody it, won. Nobody yeah. lost more. I mean, you, you're talking about something that can't be duplicated again. So you don't even want to entertain that notion. You know. I mean, you, do have, you do have the number one recruiting class according to every single it's a long way to February. Believe me, it's a long way. Because so. you, don't have that, you don't have a name on a dotted line, correct? No, that's exactly right. And, and you know. We we really are proud of how our guys go out and our coaches build relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, when I met you last night for the first time, and we right. had we had a phone conversation on the podcast after you were you were um, you were uh, hired, and you met my wife. I met your wife last right. night, and the thing that uh, my wife, when you were telling a story, when you referred to Tom Brady as Tommy, and yeah. I and I re- I told you know uh, I explained to my wife that. People who know him from back in the day, right? That's how they refer to him. He's he's Tommy Brady, right? Right. right? I mean, you were there when he first came to campus, right. correct? Right. What was that process like? Because everybody looks at what he has become, right, and says the fire that burns within him that is in many ways unparalleled, right, in anyone in this sport and maybe all sports was forged due to what he was experiencing on that campus, and then 
exploded when he was drafted 199th overall, despite right. how he performed right. at Michigan. Right. Would you agree with that? Can you tell well, me what I, was I going think, on at the time? Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm a defensive coach, so, you know, I'm on the defensive staff. And, and it's funny, I talked to Saul Tom, Tommy in uh, Boston, I don't know, two weeks ago. And uh, uh, we were talking about, you know, a lot of different things. And uh, saw his dad uh, two nights ago in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Tommy came in the same year that I did as an assistant. Um, I ended up recruiting the seven states on the West Coast. Uh, we're basically in part of Ohio. So uh, uh, it, it was so just. Did you go the, in his living room? Uh, no. Back he, in the day? he had just signed in February. I got hired in February. Okay. And then. In May, I went out and saw him at the school and had recruited a guy to go to Oregon State out of the same high school, a young man, linebacker named Rico Petrini, who was a good linebacker for us. But uh, it, it was uh, it was fun to talk about when I went in in May and really first met him. And, you know, he was skinny. You know, he's tall, as we all know. But uh, he, uh, you know, he, he he's a fighter, and he's a guy who's uh, – a great competitor, and that's why uh, he is who he is. And I'm sure that the experience that uh, you have when you come from a, a school like Michigan, th- those things are all going to be part of what uh, how you develop. Is he part of what you're doing now? I mean, how much? Yeah, we what? we talk, him and I talk, and uh, uh, you know his schedule is crazy, as we all know. Mm-hmm. But uh, he he uh, is going to try and come out and. Uh, sometime and uh, you know do some things. Isn't it incredible what he's become? Oh, it's neat, and it couldn't I help. I mean, think about what he has he has become. I mean, he is, and and you mentioned Charles Woodson too, right? The right. two of them could be the greatest players to have gone on to the next level from the University of Michigan. If you Could think be. about it. from either side, from Correct. at their positions, Correct. you know, obviously there's so many. From you got Jake Long, you've got this young man that uh, returned to uh, to school in Lawan, who's going to be coming to the next level. We'll, right. we'll get him soon, right? Um, but when you think about what these guys have become, Tom Brady is is an international name at this point in time. Well, you know, and so is his wife. <laughs> <You> know, <I laughs> mean. That's pr- that helps. Uh, that know, helps. That helps but, the better but, half, as but, you know. But no one helps. is is more humble than Tom, you know. And uh, uh, Charles, uh, to be honest with you, the same way, you know. And uh, we all came in the same year together uh, to Michigan in 1995, and uh, you just talk about guys who were highly competitive, guys who uh, were smart and had great work ethic, and. Uh, you know, I I think we all develop and we all uh, gain things through our those formidable years, you know, mm-hmm. of 18 to 22. And, and uh, a lot of that for both of them came from inside, but a lot of it also came from the lessons you learn at Michigan. Yeah, but it's all installed by Bo to just bring it back full circle. Yeah. Just the, 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 I know you mentioned how the history goes back so long. Right. But Bo and what he did, you know, Bo and what he did and what he has instilled, you know, and what I saw when I was there. You know, my first quarterback when I was there was, was Jim Harbaugh. Right, right. He was the, he was the, uh, he was the brash quarterback for Bo predicting a win against the Buckeyes. Right. 
apparently Bo's response was not to rip him, but to say, all right, now you got to back it up. That's right. That's right. And, uh, you know, and it, Dave Brandon, the AD, front right. AD, played. He's one of Bo's boys. Right. It's just, it's awesome. I mean, well, it's just... It's just great. Uh, before I let you go, your brother for the Bears. It's it's very rare to have a coaching change and then the assistant stays. Yeah. Does he have photographs of somebody in the organization? <laughs> I'll <laughs> tell you what is. he is. He's the best secondary coach in the National Football League because he can coach him up. Well, Peanut Tillman is out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, he's, it's amazing. Just, he's spectacular. He's one of the best at, at, at his position in the NFL. And, and it's amazing because, John, you know, we when we talk most of the time, it's about football, you know, and and uh, I know how proud he is to be with Chicago, and I know he's proud of the guys that uh, he gets a, ch- a chance to coach. And he just said it's amazing how Tillman uh, uh, knocks the ball loose and how he does it every time. And, you know, it, it really is something I know for many, many years they, they, they uh, uh, you know, enforced in Chicago. You know, when you look at the number of turnovers, that they, uh, you know, captured over those years when Lovey was there, and hopefully it will continue. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting. We t- spoke about it on the previous podcast that it's been a long time, if may- maybe never, that the Bears, the face of their franchise, has been the quarterback. Right. With Erlacher retiring now, right. and it's just going to be, a, and, and the, the the head coach is now an offensive-minded head coach. Right, right. You know, it'll be interesting to see how that defense uh, progresses. You know, moving forward. If well, you, think about you know, it. they're a prideful uh, uh, franchise and a fr- prideful team. And, uh, you know, I, it's uh, I know John enjoys being with the Chicago Bears an awful lot. You're the best. Thanks for coming in and doing this. Well, thanks for having us. This is great. And uh, uh, even though Chris wore his Penn State shirt. <laughs> yeah. but, I'm hoping uh, to be at the game. Uh, you guys play there this year at 5 o'clock, I think, on what are you giving them the time? The man, the man knows the time. No, of the I'm, I'm going to go back. I, mean, I think it's one of the night games we have at Beaver Stadium this year, so yeah, I'm going to try yeah. and get back for that one. And that's a great place to play. Yeah, and, too uh, do you want to let him know where you're tailgating to? Uh, I, mean, in, I, mean, uh, I know he'll be busy a little yeah. before the game, but I mean, he's a man of the people. I'm going to try and pull a Muncie Indiana and drink every beer in town. <laughs> so don't, I don't think Coach needs to see me that day. He can do that. And yeah. you said you're going to try to get the rivalry back with Syracuse. Well, we, you know, I know that that's uh, some of the, uh, you know, we're looking to future schedules, and, and that's one of the teams that, uh, you know, would be one that we, we'd like to play again. Well, certainly since you're going to be playing some games in New Jersey yeah. coming up with Rutgers joining. Right. I mean, it's just a, the, the map is just exploding, the yeah. Big Ten map. Well, is just... it is, and, you know, I, I think it's really something that's, uh, you know, neat for our conference, you know, with Rutgers and Maryland both coming in. and That's right. Um, as you would know, as well as I would, there are a ton of Michigan grads, you know. Uh, We're everywhere. Through. We are everywhere. Syracuse people, <laughs> you can't swing a stick without hitting one of you either, Syracuse yeah. people. There's a lot of but us. But, I mean, there's here. a lot of yeah. us. Uh, but Coach, I really appreciate you coming in. And what you've done the last few years um, has just been remarkable. It's just been a, a, well, everybody I speak to. I, actually, uh, Jeff Schaefer, who's here. Come on in here, Jeff, real quick, before we, the coach goes. Just give, give this man, your, Jeff Schaefer, who's coming on this show, uh, hold on, a grab grab uh, a headset over there. Uh, Jeff Schaefer is going to join the show the rest of the way. Um, would you please give voice? Because I, I know I'm going to be uh, accused of being Chris, filled with bias. 
but go ahead. Guest file. Uh, go ahead. I, I just Hold on a minute. Here, let's turn on your microphone right here. Guest file. You got it. He's here, good. Go, yep. go for it. What, do you, what, what does this mean, man mean? To the pro? I don't mean to embarrass you. Yeah, well, talking about you're doing a good job of it right now. It's the truth. I, I just want to say, go ahead. I, you know, I, I don't get starstruck very often, but when I heard that you were going to be on this, I, I almost pulled a Notre Dame and was afraid and just had to cancel. <laughs> you're almost chicken. I almost chickened out. Okay, um, good. But, I, you know, and like, uh, you know, uh, I won't rap about it, but I, I will say... Do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for all the Mich- from all the Michigan fans for uh, bringing back the winning ways the Michigan way. Well, and you know, it's been a, a true pleasure watching the team. We're so privileged to be there, and I mean that, you know. And some people say when you those say things, we, it's not a royal we. You're talking about your lovely wife well, who's in the other and, room as well. You know, <laughs> yeah, and uh, believe me, that's my rock and has been for mm-hmm. 32 years. So it's, uh, uh, but we've since I was 10 years old, I, I loved the University of Michigan and. Uh, to be a little different, more than anything, to my buddies when we play in the churchyard or the somebody's backyard, you know, somebody had to be Ohio and somebody had to be Michigan. So, so <laughs> that's why I became a Michigan fan. My dad played for Woody Hayes at Miami of Ohio. So the cradle you know, I of loved, coaches. I loved Woody, but. I had to be different. Well, you're an Ohio guy, too. By the way, way no, right? I was, I mean, I was born in Ann Arbor, but my family moved to Ohio, and uh, I'm actually from, uh, we grew up in uh, Howland, which is basically yeah. between where Mario Manningham's from, Warren, and right. where Fitz Toussaint's from, Niles. Right. We, sort of right in between. We have a young man, Devion Smith, who's uh, running back out of Ohio, who's in uh, this class. So so I grew, up, uh, I grew up in Ohio, surrounded by people rooting for Ohio. And uh, and uh, but being a huge Michigan fan, and that's why I became a comedy writer. And, and <laughs> that's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Do you watch any TV shows? Do you have any? You, you know, uh, time to watch TV at all? Y- not no? really. You know, now I'll catch Duck Dynasty now and then. Everybody's <laughs> watching Duck Dynasty <laughs> for the first time yesterday at the it, gym. It is, by the it's way, crazy. Far and away, of NFL players, the number one television show. Oh, I can believe it. Is Duck I, I Dynasty? I can believe it. My, I have three nephews who. Uh, um, grew up in Columbus, who are very outdoorsmen, and uh, I can remember them talking about it once. They came up to a game, and after the game at the house, and uh, they're talking about Duck Dynasty. Says, "What is it?" And then, you know, you, you catch it now and then. It's funny because on Friday nights you're in the hotel room, mm-hmm. and you get all the reruns for about an hour straight or two hours straight of Duck Dynasty. And, that, and that's and so you're you're locked in. When that locked happens. in, right? Drop the, it's a remote drop. For, yeah, that's for Brady right. Hope. That's a remote <laughs> drop. There you go. And and I swear this is the last thing. No one is allowed to wear red around you. Correct? You never wear red. No, no one's allowed to wear red. No. Period. Correct? No. No, yeah, they don't no excuses. Wear, no. A Ball State alum that won't let anyone. A Ball wear State alum. Red. Well, yeah, also, ever, but everywhere else you've you've been in many ways is 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 red. Yeah, right? yeah. San Diego State. Yeah, and I wore you know and I wore black. <laughs> At both places. I mean, and you know, your, your wife can't even wear red. Uh, she has a salmon color shirt on. Salmon. Today. Kind of, it is salmon. Right. That is correct. But she doesn't wear red. It's not scarlet. I see Laura in the other room. Yeah, she doesn't. Right. She doesn't wear red. And uh, to be honest, we don't wear green either. No, not at all. You no green. Then certainly no 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 gold. I mean, oh, what well. you have on is maize. Right. But there's no gold. No. Right? No, it's maize. It's maize. You're correct. You're it, correct. We're, we're going to go home and clean out our closets. Yeah. I'll have you know. <laughs> right now. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I'm i dressed in blue. If you, if you noticed the, yeah. the, the, uh, oh, I noticed. the horse on my 
Ralph Lauren polo shirt is is May's. It, it is May's. Today. It is. And Maze. last night, I don't know if you know, I, I put in the May's pocket well, square. Yes, she did. I, you know, because a little dash, a little dapper. Yeah, that's what we do at Michigan. That's how we roll. <laughs> Fine and dandy. Yeah. Chris. This guy was wearing a red shirt on the podcast last week. That's not true at all. <laughs> don't say that to my, co- with my coach sitting right here. Uh, don't say that. Don't say that at all. Good to see you, Coach. Great to see you. Thanks for you, having you us are the on. Man. We appreciate it. You bet. Thank you. That is hey, Brady Hoke. Pleasure. Yeah, great to see you. Thanks. Brady Hoke of the University of Michigan football program here on the podcast. How great was that? That was amazing. Right? I, I, I will say Brady Hoke, I don't know what position I, will, I would play, but I, he's, I will sign. I will sign, I will too. sign right now. You know what? And, and uh, it's amazing. Um, it, we're going to continue, I guess, the state of Michigan football talk because Barry Sanders is going to call in as, again in a moment and he's been he's been tweeting at your wife at the League FX nonstop correct he's trying to get on your program is that a true story yes Barry Sanders we had okay. uh, last year at the we had a, a season premiere we had a uh, uh, with Always Sunny in Philadelphia we had a we showed an episode they showed an episode and afterwards there was a party mm-hmm. and we're at the party afterwards and Jackie gets a tweet to the league uh, on our Twitter, which from Barry Sanders saying, "I guess my invitation was lost in the mail." Oh my! Kind of like Richie's Espy. <laughs> yeah, look at my. <laughs> exactly, not kind of. Exactly, and so uh, we'll talk about that with him uh, when he calls in. Um, and he's also what's he? He's talking about heads up football. Yeah, he's, correct. He's, uh, he's uh, newly added to the heads up football campaign as so well. We'll and hit him up on that. You know, he's an Oklahoma State alum, so the the tornadoes there. I think he's been doing lots to talk about with the one of well. the all time greats. Uh, but Hoke, I mean, uh, when I said I met him last night, there was a, a small uh, get together for Michigan alums um, at somebody's house out in like the Brentwood section of West LA. And he was there. Beeline was there. Amazing. The uh, uh, volleyball coach, swim coach was there. Brandon was there, our athletic director. He was there. And um, it, it was, so he met Susie. I brought my wife. And they were talking. And at some point he says, do you guys want a drink? Like, do you want some water or whatever? Because, you know, Susie's with child, as they right. say. So you want a water? Like, sure. So we walk over together. I hand Susie a water. And I'm really thirsty myself. I'm about to reach for a water also. When Brady comes in, Brady Hoke comes in, and he grabs a beer. And I think to myself, how do I not have a beer with the Michigan football coach right now? So I switch up, grab one of these uh, Coronas, whatever is in there, and it's it's not a twist top. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He grabs one with a twist top, twists it, and he starts drinking. And so I go reaching for the can opener, the bottle opener. And he goes, here, Rich, I got that. He takes it. It's not a twist top. <laughs> takes it, puts his massive mitt on top of it, and moves it. He doesn't even – you hardly even see him move. It's sort of like a great ventriloquist. You don't see his lips move. He, like, hardly moved his hand in – Thing came right off, and he handed it to me, and didn't break stride in what he was talking about the entire time. I mean, I guess he was My right when he, when he yeah. when he drank all so, the beer in Muncie. He got a he got a practice. He got some practice. I mean, it was just one of those things that he didn't he didn't bat an eyelash or anything over that. I, I just it was just it was fantastic. And that was the first time you guys had physically met. Well, you know, we had him on the podcast right last about what, a, two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago when now. he first got the gig. Uh, you know, of course. I had to kick the tires on the new Michigan head coach, right. and he was quite kind enough to call in. I think he called in from a recruiting trip in Ohio. Yeah. I think he was saying that's where he was in somebody's high school. And he has since recruited his head off. 
there are some people right now that he has right. recruited in these last few years who are going to who are going to be major, major impact players and, on that team. And, but we'll see how it all, you know, knock yeah. on wood, yeah. plays out. Because as the Ohio State listeners of this show, or Ohio listeners of this show, uh, if they're still tuned in, um, they know, you know, when when the when when toe meets ball on on that day, anything yeah. can happen. You know, by the I, way, by the way, I counted no less than seven references to, to Ohio, Ohio, not Ohio State. That's right. <laughs> and I, it's, I, I had to say, you know, there is a state after that. And I think he went. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just open disregard. Yeah, it's amazing. As, as a fellow Big Tenner, it's always tough to you know like another school in any way, shape, or form. But I, as I mentioned, I met Brady a few times down in San Diego, and he's a really good guy and obviously as you, you just heard in the last 37 minutes it's it's really tough to not root for him and that's Barry Sanders this, this calling is Barry in. Sanders calling in I'll get him through How the cool was in just that, a right? second amazing amazing I'm glad I showed up today <laughs> he did show up <laughs> and after after uh after we're, we're finished with Barry we got to hit you up on what's going on with the league yep if there is curb talk still going to don't answer now that's called a tease mm-hmm. uh the the uh Larry David movie Coming on I HBO. finally saw a preview for that. that. Was, yeah, that was in front of Game of Thrones two weeks ago. Yeah, and, and it was during. I finally watched Behind the Candelabra. Yeah, we'll now the Behind that. the can, now the Behind the Candelabra is done. You'll start seeing a lot more. Yeah, okay, a lot more. Okay, because they because they were putting all their promotional muscle into into that. Yes. if you will. Yes, and um, <laughs> very <laughs> very similar movies. Am I allowed <laughs> to say that? Movies. Well, that was... you, you must tread lightly when talking about. Although one of the tweets of the of the week was uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Saying congrats to Matt Damon on his uh, virtuoso performance in uh, Candelabra: The Behind on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> Candelabra: The Behind, everybody. That was that was some kind of movie. Uh, I know, but you know that's what, what it's all got, about. Okay, Mr. Barry Sanders. Very excited now to have uh, back on the Rich Eisen podcast. Uh, we chatted with him uh, in New York City a few years ago uh, at the EA Sports event that he was at. But uh, one of the all-time greats in the history of the National Football League, here also to talk about heads-up football, Mr. Barry Sanders. How are you, Barry? Rich, how's it going, man? I'm doing fine. How are you doing? Terrific. Yeah? Terrific. Absolutely. What is life like for Barry Sanders? What are you doing? What's going on? Oh, man, life is good. Life is good. I'm over here um, at the commissioner's office today. was uh, actually hanging out with your buddy, uh, Mr. Uh, Deion Sanders. Oh, um, okay. Here, you know, meeting about some, some uh, heads-up football. Um, you know, as you know, Dion has a big program down there. The um, truth, where he is, but and uh, and I, ha- I have some some young football players in my household. Um, you know, so we were here um, meeting, um, you know, and and uh, in the commissioner's office, um, you know, about um, really just you know how to put this program together and and uh, get the word out about heads up football and and. Um, and uh, that sort of thing, all the safety measures, and and um, you know, just a, a really a broad landscape of of um, initiative, excuse me, initiatives, um, you know, and and um, so, you know, you know, so that we're, that's what we're up to, you know, trying to make the game safer, um, you know, make it where um, you know parents can feel comfortable uh, about their kids playing youth uh, football, um, and and really um, also being able to you know, kind of correct some of the misinformation out there about, about uh, you know, concussions and things like that and other injuries. So let's, so um, let's, so let's delve into it here. With Heads Up yeah. Football, it's trying to get kids at an earlier age to, I guess, keep their heads up when tackling because that's when the issue is, is if you keep your head up and you dip your hips, it makes for a safer uh, uh, contact in the game. 
and there's issues with coaches not teaching that sort of technique and also just kids not being able to do that physically because of, of how young they are. Uh, how, how does this program help in that process, Barry? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it basically just goes through step-by-step, step, you know, the proper way and the safest way to, to play the game and to tackle, um, <clears throat> keeping your head, um, you know, clear of, of the tackle and, and using your arms, using your shoulders, um, getting down, um, you know, lowering those hips um, and, uh, and that, that sort of thing. You know, so and, and that's and so that's that's what it is. I mean, and you have to see, you know, you have to see it on video, um, you know, where you can get a clear picture of it, you know. But but uh, that's the essence of it, um, and really get getting away from, um, you know, some of the things where you're using your head, le- leading with your head. Um, you know, that's that's dangerous for everyone. Um, you know, and and um, you know, so it's a, and so trying to coordinate this. You know, with many, many youth organizations is a big undertaking. Dan, USAFootball.com is is a place for you to see these videos and for you to get more uh, in tune with this since this is uh, uh, a, I guess, a joint project between the National Football League and USA Football. So uh, when you see Dion, Barry, do you remind him that you are the higher drafted Sanders? Does that ever happen in that conversation? Um, you know, it didn't. It didn't come up today. That that but, particular, yeah, that particular point didn't come up today. But uh, when you say that, it, 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 when you say that, it means it has come up before. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, you know, every now and then it, it may come up. Um, just you know, uh, okay. I mean, but but no, hey, um, I, I think Dion did okay though. Yes, he did. Yeah, in two sports, he did fine. He did fine. And uh, when when how your your son. You mentioned you know you got you got players in your house. He's going to Stanford, correct, Barry? Yes. He okay. Is. And I mean, I, we've met David Shaw a couple of times because he's been part of our draft coverage. And um, we just had Brady Hoke on the program uh, moments ago. Uh, they they're both in the category of my son can play for you. I mean, what what about sending your son to Stanford? What's what does that feel like for you, Barry? Well, for me. Um, it, it was certainly a, a huge honor, um, and uh, me and his mom were were thrilled. You know that, that that's where he he's able to continue, um, you know, his life as a uh, young student athlete. Um, it's a great environment, um, you know, and he's in he's in great hands with Coach Shaw. Um, you know the the um, the football program out there over the last five six years have uh, really just come back onto the map, uh, the landscape of college football, um, and, and um, one of the, being one of the upper echelon teams. And um, so we, we love it. We're having, we're having a blast. And, um, <clears throat> you know, he registered last year. This year he we're hoping he can, you know, find, some, uh, find a few snaps, you know, but he'll just be a registered freshman. Um, and, but, but as a dad, I'm, I'm very proud and happy. Um, and and very satisfied with that. Is there any truth to the rumor you sent him to Stanford hoping you would get golf tips from Tiger Woods based on that? <laughs> Is that true or no? I mean, w- w- could you blame me though? No. Could you blame me? No. I I, mean, I I used my son weeks ago to get into the cockpit of an airplane, Barry, to tell the pilot <laughs> not to announce the score of the Michigan national championship game because I was flying en route during the game. And didn't want the score ruined. I used my son to get to the pilot. So I, I mean, it's about I, time. 
Yeah, I mean, it's not, sorry to cut you off, but no. it's about time your son paid you back, you know? Well, he's only four. No, that's true. Right. He's four years old. I mean, look at, look at all you've done for him over the last four years. Yes, the, the mommy and me classes that I had to sit in on. Are you kidding me? I, I agree. Yes. I agree. You know, and Barry, before I let you go, because I know we've got a tight time frame, we, we like to leave our guests in a better position than we found them. And in that regard, I've noticed, because I follow you on Twitter, at Barry Sanders, correct, on Twitter? Yes. Okay. Noticed on Twitter, you've been tweeting at the league on FX in regards to perhaps participating in that show. And I have here right in front of me, on the air with you right now, the co-creator of that show, Jeff Schaefer, right here and right now. Say hello, Jeff. Uh, Barry, it's a pleasure to speak with you again. Um, (laughs) Jeff. How are you doing, man? How's it going? Uh, it's going great. I have to say, I was I was telling Rich one of the uh, one of the all time great tweets we ever got was from you uh, last year when we were having our uh, we were having our uh, season premiere party and a tweet from you just saying I guess my invitation got left in the mail and we <laughs> laughed so hard and also and and we're like come to the we're like come to the after party come to our house you have an you have an open standing invitation anytime um, but uh, uh, I have to say my wife is. Super thrilled every time because she runs the uh, the Twitter every time you uh, you tweet at us and uh, and uh, can, I, can we get Barry on the show or not? Can we get Barry on the show? Is that the question? Yes. That's the, here's the answer. I want to leave him yeah, in yeah, a better yeah, spot. That's the question. That's the that's question. question. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I'm I'm here to tell I'm here to tell your fine audience, you Barry, anyone who will listen, uh, Barry, we would love to have you on the season premiere this year. Oh wow! Hey, I'll be there, man. That sounds fantastic. That, this is, Absolutely. by the way. Well, you got to read. Well, hold on a minute. Uh, let me be Barry's agent a little bit here. Right. You got to read the script. You got to read the script. I mean, this will be Barry's. Can we? Here's, can we get Barry in a in a in a? I ha- trust him. I trust him. Look oh. at that. Look at the trust. Here's what I will say, Barry. You will be you. Will, Barry, as every player that comes on our show, uh, every player that comes on our show always ends up looking great. Um, it's uh, it's the the other guys, our our cast that, that comes out looking less than stellar, and uh, we have a very fun part for you that we've been writing. Um, I, I won't say too much uh, on air because I don't okay. want to spoil it. Okay. but I will say that you're going to uh, you're going to teach our fellas a thing or two, and uh, and uh, oh, it's good. really fun, and uh, we would uh, we would be honored and thrilled to have you on the show. No, hey, I, I look forward, man. I, I know you're going to take good care of me. Yeah, you 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 like the league on on FX? Barry, you like watching? Oh, definitely, that definitely. Those guys, guys are hot, man. Guys <laughs> and are hot. Barry, the only thing I'll say is, as a word of advice, you know, keep your head up when you're when you're on <laughs> when you're on that set. Keep your head up because oh, when, on the set, when, on the yeah, set. on the set because when the, when it's a real time game situation and those and those oh, lines are flying fast and furious, you just got to get a, you, you gotta keep your head up and Jeff, you do know you're talking to somebody who has eyes on the back of his head. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you're talking to Barry Sanders, right? That is true. He and by the way, I will say in my in the conversation we've had, Barry, uh, you are as, as uh, your tongue is as nimble as your feet, and uh, we're thrilled. We'd be thrilled to have you on the show. But Rich, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think that I would need to keep my head up on a set, though. I'm, I'm a little, little concerned about. Well, that. I've been what on this set, Barry. Barry, I've been on this set, and and I have to back what he's saying. You never know where it's coming. Oh man, uh, with a chalupa okay. or or you know a, <laughs> a taco. Yeah, ta- you never know. But it's but you'll be in good hands. You'll be in good hands, Barry. All right. So that's All the way right. that's the way we're rolling here. I I, I just wanted to get you on uh, this is, the, this is, the this league. Is, this is the center of show business. This is the epicenter of show business <laughs> sort right of here, right there, right here. Barry, I hope I hope you enjoyed uh, the uh, the chat here, and also leaving. Did I leave you in a better place than I found you? Absolutely. 
to, Absolutely. To I, I, I wasn't planning um, to be able to, to, to uh, do a deal like that, you know, so... So uh, de- definitely, so that's that's a definite, right? I mean, we, we're gonna we're gonna have that locked, gonna locked, happen. locked. It's gonna happen for sure. Word is bond. Okay. It, it might be for scale, though, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> might not. You, you're you know that could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Barry. Take care, man. Good chatting with you. Okay, Rich. Talk ba- to you later. Barry, we'll see you in a few months. Okay, I look forward. There awesome. You go. There you go, Barry Sanders on there the next go. season of, yeah. of the league. Barry Sanders on the season premiere of the league. There you go, because I know he's been tweeting it at, yeah. at Jackie. Yeah, and now it's done. The pride that a husband feels when Barry Sanders is tweeting your wife is—it's great. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I know, and that's it not is, a metaphor for anything. No, no, it is not. That uh, it. Uh, yeah, he's a he is a he is actually a very funny man, Barry. We, we, I've talked to him a few times, and uh, he's going to have a blast. There you go. And the cast is going to have a amazing, amazing time. No, now um, who else? In this room is going to be on the next season of the league. Uh, oh, do we have is this? Barry a co-star? Of is, mine? Is, is that, that is that? I didn't want to bring it up with Barry because I don't want him to get <laughs> nervous or sort of, oh, who am I? Who am I in a scene with? But uh, Chris, you know, Chris Law. There, there is. Look, it's the NFL. There is no off season, and for the league, there Correct. is there is no off season. So I guess my question to Chris Law, who has earned himself a a uh, a role, earned is a, a, a role term, a, 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 a ro- an a, appearance, an appearance. Let's okay, call it an let's appearance. appearance. I like to roll better. Like you want an arc? I want an arc. Chris Law wants an arc. <laughs> Um, you know, right. he's earned himself an appearance on the show. I guess my question to Chris Law is, what has he been doing this offseason to prepare? Has there been tanning? Has there been teeth whitening? The gym? Or are you just... There's been pictures of his feet <laughs> at the beach. Please. I was in Cabo. I got the tan. I got a little tone. tone. It's I, the summer of Chris. I'll be hitting up the, yeah, it it's not the summer. summer. I've been in Cabo, Chicago. <laughs> I've been all over the place. All right. That's, that's what's been going on here, man. Personal the trainers being Chris. hired the, this you, afternoon. You do know that our nickname for him is the latex salesman. <laughs> He's our latex salesman. <laughs> Don't say Vandalage. Say Vandalage. <laughs> He's our latex salesman. There's well, no we, uh, yeah, we, uh, we're uh, as I have to say, in all honesty, we've spent a little more time thinking about Barry Sanders' part <laughs> mm-hmm. than we have about uh, Chris Law's appearance. But mm-hmm. Chris Law's appearance is also uh, a lock solid. It's locked. Fact. Okay, excellent. There you go. I was yeah. just in Chicago though, and I went to Bar Gibson's. And uh, doesn't, I, doesn't I look tweet- anything like it, does it? <laughs> no, it, no, not the inside. No, the outside, obviously. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the but exterior photo, is impeccable. I took a photo of it. Your wife retweeted it though, because I was awesome. like prepping, prepping for my season. Uh, hey, there we go. Cameo. There we go. That, that's what I've there been doing. There is no off season. You've got to, you've got to be, no you've got to be, you've got to be preparing. And Nick Kroll has has exploded. He's yes. blown up. That is Nick a very Kroll funny show. Has exploded. This is neat stuff. Yeah, it's sort of a family tree you're 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 creating right Nick's, now. Nick's got his show. Uh, Paul Shear has his show. That's right. Um, the guys are very busy. They, it's a, they, they have a very busy offseason. So let's let's bring people up to speed now, and then we're going to talk. Let's talk. Um, should we bring people up to speed, or should we go through through headlines, NFL headlines? There have been there have been a few. Yeah, let's get we should, let's get, should, get some NFL headlines. Get the headlines out of the line. Yeah, let's first. get those. Uh, so the first things first. Uh, my question for you is. Uh, you being a Seattle Seahawks fan, are you the person who has been providing all the Adderall to everybody? Uh, I, not to everybody. Okay, no. so uh, you're discerning Adderall. I'm the one. I'm the one who, distributor. I'm the one who breaks the cups. <laughs> so that <laughs> so they get out my, of it. Yes, that you is create, my job. You create I, the loophole. I crack the cups. That's you're what a I cup do. Cracker. I'm a cup cracker. Um, I cannot wait. I as a Seahawks fan, I am. So excited for this season to start! Sure I wish you could start. Be. I wish you could start today. One, so there would be no more injuries or suspensions. Right. Two, because this team is so good. They are so good, and 
For for but for a sport that that requires so much focus, it's odd that all this medication is required <laughs> to help them focus. Correct? Because I, I don't I don't know what this prescription is for, but it seems that everybody. Well, I think, or let's not everybody. A lot of people have lost their focus. A lot of people lost, but if, I guess maybe <laughs> some people took the mantra "always compete." Into who can <laughs> who can find the best stuff? I knew I would be what, setting what up. Our guy, on this. our guy, the salt called it Seattle, right? Yeah, Seattle. Oh, yeah. Seattle. The salt called it. Alex Salkin called it Seattle. I just, what he I, called it. I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that there is no more Seattle because it's distracting us from what is a very good. Yeah, I know. And let's hit team. on that. Let's hit on that because they have, um, you know, I know there's certainly an organization that knows you don't win the off season and and have that mean anything. They know what they're doing. I mean, they have a plan. They clearly have a plan. They know what players fit this plan. They find players, and they're constantly – I mean, we get emails all the time, and I try to forward all of them on to you about roster changes. We get them all from, from the news desk. Right. Does Seattle yeah. lead the league in roster changes? It just seems like there's always – they're constantly bringing people in, bringing it's, people it's in and seeing what's going on, and then they finally nail down their 53, and it may be the best 50 – it could be – you have to put this up there. The best 53 in the it, NFL. It, it you a, could say that and have a solid argument. But I, the other thing that's amazing about them, the churn, there were two or three years of churn, right? No stone unturned. Brandon Browner, get him from the CFL. I mean, fifth round, the amount of fifth-round draft picks has obviously been well-documented. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the other thing, the ability to go, okay, we're going to get Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill. This is not draft. This is offseason. We're going to get them. And then, you know, so the Bruce, the Bruce Irvin – four-game suspension doesn't sting as much. You know, they take Luke Wilson, the tight end out of Rice, in the fifth, and, you know, Anthony McCoy tears his Achilles. But, okay, well, I mean, just the ability to plug in not only holes that you have mm-hmm. or think you have, but to know what holes you may have right. and to be prepared that way. So they are never – I feel like if you look up and down that roster, there's nowhere where you go, oh, they're well, – except for quarterback – they're one injury away from trouble. Right. Well, everybody, you could, you yeah, can't say that about it. Many pe- any teams right. where where you're not one injury away from trouble at that position. Where where do you think? How do you think Harvin works? I how think, do they work? I mean, just everywhere. I mean, how does it? To me, the, how, what are they drawn up? You the think? most special thing about Harvin is you can you can stay in the same formation and do now un- an unbelievable amount of things. Right. You know, if you have. Three wides, and he's one of your wides. Is he going to? Is he going to? Is he going to go out for a pass? Is he going to run the ball? And now, if, and then you've got: Is Russell Wilson going to throw the ball? Or is he going to run it? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you can put so much pressure on a defense. Just and by the way, this the amount of plays that you can run out of, out of this, you can change it and change it and change it in the same formation. I mean, you can literally run that same formation and have so much to do that they. I don't. It, the ability to. I think they're going to stress defenses so much. Because now, where do you look? Are you watching Russell Wilson? Are you rushing Percy Harvin? Oh, here comes the beast. Here comes the beast. Beast mode just... And he's not the only running back on that roster either. Uh, the, the Kristen uh, Michael, uh, that, that, we'll that guy, see, that right? guy we will has see. the potential. He's got boom potential. you got he, Turbin too, right? Turbin has been great. And I, you know, and uh, then the, uh, Ware, the sixth round pick out of LSU, oh, who is going to be, is clearly going to be groomed as a... As a the fullback of the future. And that's secondary, <laughs> though. I mean, uh, right. Michael Robinson, Michelson, too. Former yeah, quarterback is your, from is your Penn State. <laughs> Penn State, sure. And, I mean, just, you know, we, we Charles Woodson sitting in that seat two plus weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Or just seven days from being in that seat saying he had no prospects to having many and then a job. Yes. Right? Is that right. what happened? I'm just, 
I'm connect the dots, the podcast Absolutely. dots, right? Absolutely. Right. Um, he. You always leave the. Pl- you always leave the. Guest. I try. There's, 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 a, I there's try. a serious bump. There's always a there's, serious bump. I know. I sort of. I, I mean, what what more can I do other than what I do? Yeah. And um, he said Sherman's the best at his position in the league. Asked him who's the best. He didn't say Revis. He said he has to go with Sherman. He also said he's got to back it up now, and and follow it up, and even raise his game more. But that secondary. That is the best secondary in the NFL. I think one of the reasons no I don't think you can. No there's doubt. No, I don't think there's any argument. They, in that. Did they re-sign Huff? No. No, they lost. They no, lost him. Uh, no, they, they've got. They've got. Well, Seattle has. Well, they re-signed Cam Chancellor. Yes. Chancellor. Jeez. Chancellor has been has just signed a new contract. Um, Earl Thomas is not up in t- for another not Huff, year Earl or two. Thomas is who I was thinking right. of. But by the way, well, the it's a different Texas. Huff is now in in uh, Baltimore. He's right. the guy that's replacing, replacing Ed Reed. Where we'll go to Baltimore next. In a minute, but Richard Sherman is is amazing. I think one of the reasons he can be so amazing is because Earl Thomas. That whole defense, mm-hmm. honestly, starts with Earl Thomas because he can cover so much of the field that that he basically he allows. I think that whole that whole secondary to work. And remember, it was such a big. And he was the, he was he was Pete Carroll's first draft pick in Seattle. Uh, he was number two. Was Russell Okun? Okun was first. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And, and then and Earl Thomas correct. was at thirteen or fourteen. That is correct. Remember what a yeah. big stink it was. Oh. He didn't take Taylor Mays. He didn't take his guy. Right. Right. How does he not take Taylor Mays? Everyone, well, he's your guy. He's and he ran guy. that ridiculous Went with 40, Earl Thomas. Right. They're going. What's with Earl? What? 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 What was that all about? And just that was a perfect example, right from the get-go, to show you what this mentality is. It doesn't matter if this guy's going to help this team. He doesn't care. And 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 it, and it was personified again with Russell Wilson last year. Yep. Doesn't care. We signed Matt Flynn. We did that because it made the team better. Then we draft this kid, and we see what he can do. And this, the onions now, obviously, it, ha- it helps to have an owner who is, you know, t- tweeting or creating <laughs> software and whatever, <laughs> yeah. you know, um, to say that you know you have that backing to do that sort of thing. Not many coaches can be able to pull that thing off. But it really has been quite something. And I'm so excited for Russell Wilson. This year, he's not going to be splitting reps three ways. Remember, last year it was Flynn, Tavares, Jackson, and Russell yeah. Wilson. Mm-hmm. It, we're, splitting, we're splitting all the reps. Oh, it's his team. So, There's no I mean, question. And he is... End of game. I'm, I'm not worried about him, any regression. In fact, I I think was asked this question the other day. Any regression for him, uh, RG3, or Andrew Luck? I don't think there's any question that no. they're going to be taking leaps forward. All of them. All of them. Kaepernick... Is is a fascinating aspect too, with Crabtree going down now. Yeah. Now, but you as a as a as a, a Seattle fan, are you waiting for the trap door to open here? Like what? Because it, it seems too good. Yeah. It's, it seems too good. This right is the now. first time ever in, and I've been a Seattle fan since 1976 when they started. Right. That this there's been this amount of national chatter about the Seahawks. I Does mean, that disturb you, or are you is, one of these many I'm Seahawks excited. fans that's been pounding your chest this whole time, I, I, saying, "Why aren't people paying attention?" Well, for the last few years, you know, there weren't there weren't that many reasons until Pete Carroll came in, and then it was it was there was a lot of headlines about how odd this is and how odd this is. But as each one of these you know crazy things started to work, right. and you see the system in place now, all and I think I speak for all the Seahawks, we're just so excited for this team to go out and play again, and just. And no more hype and just watch them because the team is that good. I really believe this and Seattle and San Francisco, it is going to be. I know. It is just going to be a as just good, knockdown drag. That made, us, that, that made the early Sunday night football schedule. Yeah. Have we, 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 Week two. Week two. Right off Seattle. the bat. Yeah. Why not? It's, 
It's so good. I was it's there that game. So I was there good. the last the uh, the Seattle uh, San Francisco game uh, in Seattle. You know, you know, it was week thirteen or fourteen mm-hmm. that game. But it was pouring. Oh, it was awesome. That forty-two to seven. Just it was over. It was, it was over uh, as it started. It was pouring touchdowns. It was just <laughs> it was amazing. It was an amazing game. It was. But we've got San Francisco at St. Louis on Thursday night football week four. Our Thursday night schedule opens with uh, Jets at Patriots. And then we go, it's Andy Reid's return to Philly the next Thursday. And then we're in St. Louis for San Francisco at St. Louis. And then I don't know when, but we've got the other part of the round robin, Seattle at Arizona on Thursday night. We're, uh, I'm just excited about that. I've got to be very honest with you, I'm a little disappointed we're not going to Seattle because I love that stadium. I love that town. I love hearing the 12th man. It As is you an, know, we, it is we, were, we were together on the field the last time that we were there. And... Um, I wish you know that we'd be there. But anyway, just having two NFC West games, I'm very, I'm very pleased about that. Uh, we mentioned uh, moments ago, but you mentioned Michael Huff. Uh, not to bring back a mistake you made, yes, yes. But uh, I do use that regardless <laughs> as a segue to the other uh, story of, of this past week. Was was Joe Flacco's agent? Did you hear the quote from Joe Flacco's agent, Jeff Schaefer? Or yeah, because I, I know I heard, you were out of the country this past week. Uh, I did hear that he said that they were. Uh, it was basically that they were. I'm not going to say the word. Was it stupid? Well, no. Uh, dumb. dumb. Dumbest dumb. move Dumbest ever, move I ever. believe. Right. Uh, Joe Linta, the, the yep. agent of Joe Flacco, uh, to put it in proper context here, uh, I, I think it's a touchy subject, dare I say a third rail, for uh, Linta that f- the current state of the Ravens roster, minus Bolden, minus Ellerby, minus Ed Reed, all of these changes – are maybe uh, he's concerned that he's already hearing and is setting up for failure, pointing at Joe Flacco, that the reason why these guys aren't here is because you reached in and asked for too much and got too much. And his response was, well, they could have gotten him for a lot less if they weren't doing, uh, if they weren't, well, I got the, you got to go for yeah. it, Chris Law. So he said, uh, he told USA Today, the dispute was about $1 million six years from now in yes. base salary, non-guaranteed money, and they walked away. It cost them $35 million, so I have no sympathy, none. Never in my life have I seen a dumber move. I guess people can say, well, Joe was dumb too. It could have been dumb. God forbid if he got hurt. But $1 million to Steve Biscotti six years from now? Bishotti. That's like, it's not Bishotti. a dessert. I, yeah, right. yeah, yeah Bishotti, uh-huh. sorry. No problem. That's like 100 bucks for you or me today. There you go. Wow. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, the agent and Joe Flacco, they bet on themselves. They did. They, bet on themselves. they did. You know, but both sides took that risk, and they, you know, the Ravens won a Super Bowl. They got what they wanted, and then they paid the guy, you right. know? And, and, and Flacco, and Flacco, you know, Flacco even pounded our, our table on, after, right the, after Super the Super Bowl, Bowl. saying that he's going to go and, like, he, that that Bashadi said, "Come on in and take me to the woodshed. Like, please take me to the woodshed. I would love to win the Super Bowl." He did. Got taken to the woodshed, and Bashadi's like, "Here's the money." So, how does that negotiation go again for Joe Linta anytime he picks up the phone with the Ravens? <laughs> yeah. Or what about any other team? He's right? built, any he's, other team? Like Joe, Joe Linta- are you gonna are you gonna call me dumb? Right. After this negotiation, what's too? very odd to me because I've heard Joe Linta. I've heard Joe Linta. Uh, you know, speak before on uh, uh, radio. I'm just on, on uh, NFL God radio, and, and he seemed like a fairly calculated guy. He was actually fun and jocular, but he didn't seem like he does a lot of things for no reason. So he's either doing this, like you're saying, to protect his client in the 
Well, I next think he's year. already. Everybody's seeing it because we we've seen it before, even with Eli Manning after he won his first Super Bowl, and then he would play. He'd be part of the Giants team that constantly played down to their opponents and start six and two, and then suddenly wind up seven and six, and everyone's like forgets Eli's Super Bowl performance in handing the Patriots their first loss of a season. Pardon me, Chris Brockman, for reminding you. <laughs> that goes out the window. Right. Flacco, week seven. If he, you know what's the bed, and the Ravens go four and three, three and four, you know that's going to be the talk of like, well, look at what Bolden's doing in San Francisco. Ed Reed's looking pretty good in Houston. I was and, surprised that Ellerby left, by the way. Well, I mean, I was, he, the, 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 there was no way the Ravens are paying a middle linebacker that much yeah. money. I mean, you, you just good. don't pay a middle linebacker that yeah. much money in the National Football. You look at the Jets, even with, bless him, David Harris, who to me, one of the best at his position. Tackling machine at Michigan we've ever seen, yep. right? I mean, we've never seen someone go sideline to sideline like that at, at Michigan's level. The Jets paid him a ton of money, and how much are they uh, under that stone right now? Right. Despite of how well Harris is playing, just, the Ravens weren't going to do that. But I think they're just seeing that's the third rail. They see it coming, and they want to inoculate themselves. Like, don't blame me. Blame them. You could have had him for much cheaper. You could have kept Bolden. You could have kept Ellerby. I mean, that's the subtext of this whole thing. But this is the whole thing. I mean, here's the thing. They had a, a lot of what they were paying Flacco for was, I think, because it had, there was this dream, right? They had this, it was a dream date. It's like dating a supermodel. You, have a, you go out on a date with a supermodel, and, and this is amazing, and everything happened exactly how you, it all lines up exactly how you want. Right. But then the next morning, she's like, well, I want to go to breakfast, or I can't eat. She's like, oh, boy, why did I do this? <laughs> I'd sort of really rather just <laughs> hang with my friends. You're sort of <laughs> annoying now. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is the hangover. Right? The, the Linda hang, Hangover Three, Part Three. Is this it? may be. This may be. Two, this may be like two and three. Two Maybe. and three together. Yeah, two and three together. Hmm. And uh, another headline of the National Football League week is Keyshawn Johnson <laughs> chasing down the Bees. Have you heard about this? Or is, in a did Prius. You, in a Prius. <laughs> is it a souped up? Is it like a Fast and Furious well, no, Prius? I mean, well, uh, th- for those who, who may not know, um, uh, Keyshawn was leaving the Pacific Palisades. Calabasas. Was it Calabasas? Calabasas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Calabasas. Okay. Yeah. I thought oh, I thought it was Pacific Palisades. No, Cal- Calabasas. Okay. Uh, yeah, Willie, big... Willie lives there. Willie McGinnis lives in there. Right. And so does Eric Dickerson. Calabasas is like um, somewhere north of the Pacific Palisades, east of Malibu. Uh, it's hot as the blazes. Yeah, by it's the right way. on the surface of the sun. It is on the surface <laughs> of the sun, but uh, you can get some very nice property out there. And uh, Keyshawn's leaving a party with his kids, and Biebs rolls by at like from apparently like ninety miles an hour in a Ferrari, a white Ferrari on or a street, on yeah, a, like a regular street on a, on a residential street. And Key apparently takes his child home, and then returns to Bieber's house. To say, hey, we're w- what in the world? Come on, man! Right? Come on, man! <laughs> right. Come on, man! I'll be here all night. And and um, I, I guess because I don't think you know the idea. There, there's no connecting dots here. I don't think he chased him down in a Prius. I think what he did is he knew that Strahan had sold his house to Bieber. Right, Strahan's old house. Yes, right. And I think he knew where Strahan used to live. Right. I don't know this for sure. And he blocked him. He he like blocked him that. in the driveway. Beebs bought Strahan's Beebs house. brought Strahan's house. Yeah, there was a tweet about that from Mike and, Freeman. And I think that's how he knew where Bieber was because you're not going to chase down somebody in a sports <laughs> car going 90 with a Prius. Certainly, after you return your your child home, 
you got to lose the trail. Right. But he, uh, uh, from what I, I read, he put his arm underneath the garage door. So Bieber like ran in, from, Bieber ran inside and then wouldn't come back out. The basically. AP used the word scurried. <laughs> scurried. <laughs> Which is, I think, a little edit. You're a writer. Yeah. That's an ed- that's that's an infused that's edito- word. That's, that's, that's editorial. You're, you're right? editorial. Maybe that's a what they, that's a Canadian thing that they do. They scurry. They don't. Do the Canadians scurry? Maybe. With a fringe it's, on top. Yeah. It's <laughs> what I mean. What scurried is an infused word. Yeah. That if it, you think about it. That uh, you didn't. No one. No one scurries boldly. <laughs> no, no one there's no noble scurrying maybe uh, do you think the editor struck the word slinked first and then went scurried well the editor he, he slinked he slunk he slunked he slinked yeah he scurried he scurried i don't know how to, we know how to use the 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 active tense and for then that uh, and then eric dickerson followed up with some tweets yeah too. i retweeted that because it's an old classic dickerson said i live in calabasas too at Justin Bieber like needs to down. slow his ass down. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you hear you've got like foot, stray hands like, hey, that's my old house. Right. And so it was like this odd NFL world of Super Bowl champions and Hall of Famers. And Justin Bieber. Right. And Justin Bieber at this odd crossroads. Maybe they were. By the way, hey, yeah. point, point NFL All-Stars. Yes. Right. I NFL guess, All-Stars won, Justin Bieber The zero. lesson is those guys... Maybe won, negative one. Those, those, guys, <laughs> those guys aren't believers. Right? right. They are not they believers. Are not. You do lose points for scurrying. Yeah. I yeah. think that's an a, a so, appropriate uh, reaction. Yeah, so I guess the... Uh, was there anything from, from the Biebs? Did he... Any apology? No, any? I think he's... I he's anything, hunkered. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's hunkered down in his Calabasas mance. Yeah. He's, uh, um, he's he's circling his own little beaver wagon. And just, <laughs> so, well, I think he had security circle it for him. Uh-huh. And and last I read, uh, Keyshawn is being uh, in, questioned by the police about what did you see? Because they're going to they're going to apparently they, it's like the seventh gonna, or, they're, they're, or they're tenth gonna, complaint to the they're going to nail peeps. Enough's yeah. enough. You can't well, go ninety miles an apparently, hour anywhere. Apparently, it was a twenty-five mile per hour zone. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's what he's. I'm, that's uh, what I'm reading. I mean, there are many things that that the Bieber should probably be brought in for. Those but, pants uh, he wore at if, the billboards. If, if, yes, <laughs> I mean those There's, were just, awful. I, I don't know if anyone. I don't know if Keyshawn or Eric called the fashion police also on Bieber, but I think that may be maybe uh, glass houses and stones. So, um, but uh, yeah, Bieber, we can we let's lock him up. Lock him up seriously, or he's under his own house arrest right now because right. he's not coming out. Should, he's, probably, he's probably afraid Bruce Smith is standing outside. Yeah. You never know. Because, you know, these guys have the ability to get some serious muscle. Right? Yeah. Dickerson, you're just one phone call away. I mean, Bieber, Bieber's buddies with Floyd Mayweather, although he's a little guy. Oh, Floyd's not. Floyd's not doing anytime, anything. Listen, anytime somebody who is termed as pound for pound, right, anytime you use right. that sort of uh, caveat, pound for he's pound for pound, you don't right. say it about football players. No. Right, pound for pound. Because they're all pounds. Let me tell you about Indomitian Sue. Pound right. for pound. That's who they should send well, after Bieber. Pounds. Right, exactly. Because he'll tell Bieber to slow down. <laughs> By the way, I, that's the, who sent after Bieber. The pound for pound gets me. The other one that the other one that always gets me is yeah. when they say when you've got a Keyshawn Johnson. Oh, you know when you've got a, Ke- a. No, there's. You're talking about Keyshawn Johnson. The Keyshawn, the Keyshawn Johnson. Right. We don't have – you didn't go to a store and get a Keyshawn Johnson. Let me tell you. What that's you're a, talking that's about, a fantasy thing, right? Well, no, no. It's a, You hear that all the time. Announcers. 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 Drives me crazy. Wait, listen, when you talk about it. When, when, you, when, when you talk about it, yeah, talk about is usually what precedes the right. – uh, When you right. talk about 
Yeah, now when you talk about a Chris Law or when you talk about a Chris Brockman, you're yeah. talking about two of the best producers that a podcast can possibly have. I mean, that's what you're talking about when you're talking about a Chris Law or a Chris Brockman. <laughs> that's basically what it sounds like right there. Yeah. You know? Um, I need to, quick updates from you before I yes. let you go. Oh, of course. Um, Curb, what's the discussion right now? So the discussion is basically we're at the stage, and this will sort of circle around uh, the movie that's coming out, which is um, – Every year, we sort of get together and decide, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, we were talking about ideas, and we always talk about the ideas first, and we had an idea that wasn't going to be, would it be a curb season? Would it be a movie? And the idea that we all sort of liked and sort of uh, thought was the most exciting was one that it couldn't, couldn't be Larry David sure. of Curb. So instead, we turned it into a, a movie that's now called Clear History that's going to be out yeah, we've seen uh, the promos on yeah, HBO yeah, for so when it's coming out August August tenth, August tenth okay. on HBO. So it was because that idea he had to be a different person than he was. He couldn't be Larry David, so it became this movie. And so we dumped sort of all of the sort of curb ideas that we would have in the season into this uh, you know, the curb like movie that you've been telling us about. Exactly. It's finally coming out August tenth. Yes. Um, what about the genuine article though? Are we going to so get something? So now that that's done, we've just put we've literally just put that to bed. Uh, the sound mixes were last week. Um, we are in the process of talking about talking about it again. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, at first it's the ideas. So you have to. There's some bubbling, and, okay. some, and, uh, and we'll see if those ideas become a curb season or something else. So it's not. Uh, I can't guarantee anything other than there's chatter. But it's not like the Erlacher slamming the door shut. No, doors not slammed shut. Doors not slammed shut. No, there's discussions going on about having discussions. Yeah, about what this might be. And with Larry, those discussions take the form of, "Well, I don't have. Uh, I don't want to. We're not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. It'll never happen. I only have one idea." And then we talk about that. Right. Uh, it's a waste of time. We're not going to do anything. I only have this one other idea. And then we talk about that. So it's a. Uh, it's out of out of nothing. Something will come. So. That's good. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance. I'm saying there's a chance. And then, and then in the uh, last minute that we have here, um, so August 10th, that means I can tr- call Larry up and, and, and see if maybe he can promote his film. I find out what he thinks about Geno Smith. Has he spoken to you at all about Geno Smith? He or? has actually spoken to me a little bit about Geno Smith. And, uh, Does he like the Geno Smith? I don't want to ruin it because I think it would be a great story for this podcast okay. if we can get him on. Okay. But he's actually even talked to uh, Tommy Brady about Geno Smith. Oh, and that, my friend, is a tease. That's a tease. Thank you, sir. Thanks for coming on. Oh, a pleasure. Uh, Jeff Schaefer of uh, At The League FX on Twitter. That season comes when? When is the next season? Uh, It starts in the early uh, early fall. Okay, early fall. Um, And I want to thank Brady Hoke. I want to thank everyone from the University of Michigan who has helped make that possible. His guy Justin was a big Justin, yeah, of course. Justin is is the man, um, his personal SID. I want to thank you, Chris Law. Absolutely. Real quick, just to not bury the lead, go to NFL.com, search Rich Eisen. You can see him throw out the first pitch at the Dodgers game. Oh, yeah. We have to talk about that next time? Next time. I guess we have to because because there's a very important podcast that's coming in this room next. Quick quick international shout-out. Gordon Wright, at WrightGOG, from Sterling, Scotland. He's a big Seahawks and Friday Night Lights fan. There you go. For at Chris Law and at Chris Brockman, I'm at Rich Eisen for at the Eisen Podcast. And for all of us here at the Medill School of Journalism, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard Eisen. Stay listening, dear friends.